When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. And yes, I mean right back. Yesterday, Baldy and I were here talking about all the things that could possibly play out. And they have played out. And we're back to talk to you about it here on In the Huddle. Subscribe, like our episodes, tell your friends, guys. And more importantly, we put episodes out every Tuesday and Thursday normally. But this is a week in which things are playing out. And we wanted to talk yeah. about the franchise tag. So, Baldy, Let's get on it. Big shout out to Jason Lock on four, who's a part of this podcast as well. And we'll be talking to him coming down the road. Lamar, let's start with Lamar. I think we both felt like the deal wasn't going to happen. So they franchise tag him, but they use the non-exclusive tag, Baldy. And I think this opens the door, right, for him to maybe go out and find the deal that he wants. Obviously, they'll have a chance to match. But give me your initial thoughts, because I was on the air yesterday when this went down. And Atlanta went crazy because everybody's like, whoa, we could talk to this guy. We didn't think we were going to be able to talk to this guy. Well, yeah. And now, you know, wherever it came from Atlanta, um, they said they're not interested. Uh, I think they're crazy not to be interested, to be honest with you. Of course. they are. Uh, I know people were, well, you know, we had Julio and Matt Ryan. We were in salary cap hell. We don't want to go back to salary cap hell. We want to build this team. Well, all right. Do you think Desmond Ritter and what he showed in the last few games is the answer going forward? Okay, if you believe that, that's fine. But he's not Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar Jackson is – his record as a starting quarterback in this league is almost unparalleled. I mean, he's 45 and 14. I think that's the right number, Carl. Maybe it's 44 or whatever. Yep. But I mean, it's, 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 a, it, it's an incredible record since he took over for Joe Flacco. Um <clears throat> The Ravens, we, we have said this, Carl, um, and I have said this since two years ago. They've had chances to sign them long-term. They haven't done it. Uh, to me, it almost feels like they're willing to let him walk. And, you know, it comes down to compensation and what somebody is willing to give up. Um, that's certainly going to be a part of it. But to me, they have not made any overtures to really – I mean, they've made offers, but not like the offers that – have been coming down the pike with Deshaun Watson and with Kyler Murray and some of the other players, even Daniel Jones, his guarantee. Yes, and we'll get to that. But uh, so I'm sure Lamar's sitting down there in South Florida right now going, South Florida, there's a team right here that looks like there's a quarterback issue with Tua um, after the concussions and the injury concerns. Uh, he certainly could fit in what Mike McDaniels likes to do. So, I, I I know what teams have said, but now this this things have changed. Yes, with the non-exclusive tag, and teams can now pick up the phone and call Lamar without tampering, and they can make offers, and he can engage in offers. I uh, we're on a podcast, so I can go a couple of places that I couldn't necessarily go on my show yesterday. So, Baldy, here's the deal. Two, two and a half months ago, I went on and I said, Atlanta, if Lamar is available, 
we would absolutely, the franchise, would be idiots to not entertain this. Okay, yes. He was still under contract. We hadn't gotten to the playoffs yet. But we were kind of feeling like, you know, he's been out. He may not play. We were talking about that at the end of the season. He was out three, four, five, six weeks or whatever it was. And we were like, okay, don't know how hurt he is or injured he is. But the fact of the matter, Baldy, yesterday when this broke, the Falcons, after hearing this chatter of, holy crap, we should, we've got to get in on this, immediately reached out and started putting information out there that we're not interested. We we don't we don't want to talk to him. We're not interested. And immediately everybody else jumped on board. And I know these are credible sources. Some of these guys are my friends. Mm-hmm. So I respect that. But I also understand where it came from. And so as you listen to this podcast today, I want you to understand this is a game of poker, folks. Yeah. And everybody's playing right now, and they're going not interested. Don't want to talk to him. We're not. Yeah. And they're bullshitting. Okay. Flat out. More no doubt. more times than not. All the teams that we're talking about have some kind of interest. Now, some more than others. I do know that there are some teams who don't want to necessarily give up the, the, the two first-round picks. But this is a quarterback league. And you can't even look yourself in the face if you're a Falcon fan and say, well, Desmond Ritter, we got Ritter. Ritter, he's not better than Lamar. You can't. I can't even take you seriously. So no, you can't take it serious. Look, there's only, there's only one person in this whole conversation, honestly, that you have to poke, and that's Arthur Blank. That's it. That's, that, there's only one person. Arthur Blank has been there forever. Uh, he's gone through quarterbacks, coaching, coaching changes, general manager changes. He's gone through it all. He's been to a Super Bowl, had a chance to win it, couldn't finish the deal. So to Arthur Blank, if I'm Arthur and I've invested in this team the way he's invested, I, and we all know Arthur. I I, I did Falcon preseason games. Uh Five years in a row, was around Arthur quite a bit, was there when Matt Ryan and, Ar- and Mike Smith came in. I- I've seen this organization inside out. Arthur Blank wants to win a Super Bowl. Period. You're, you're not going to win a Super Bowl. No offense. Desmond <laughs> Ridley's not winning your Super Bowl this year. <laughs> but Lamar might. Lamar might. With, with the, and they're going to say, well, you know, we, he's got pieces. He's got real pieces. Yeah. And what you have to also entertain and I understand the fans can have all their opinions they want. All the stuff that came out yesterday, we're not interested. All the stuff you said is documented. You have to understand what Cordero Patterson, what Drake London, you know, I mean, pick a guy on that team. You know, you have to you have to look at what those guys think if Lamar Jackson walked in uh, to that facility tomorrow. Everybody's excited. Remember the Atlanta Falcons. Everybody's excited. Everybody. Yes. Yes. Kyle. We've got a superstar walking into our building who's 26 years old and knows how to win games like that. Isn't you can't make that declaration on anybody in this draft right now. You can't make this on anybody out there in free agency right now. There's one guy that can change your team immediately. And that's Lamar. Baldy. Totally agree. And let me say this as while we're talking about the potential landing spots for Lamar. Uh, This is going to go on, guys. Free agency starts on the 15th. We know legal tampering starts before that. We'll start hearing stories. But as far as the Falcons are concerned, I just want to take people back to last year when all of a sudden they weren't interested in Deshaun Watson and then they were. 
and they were only interested in Deshaun Watson because of the gentleman you just spoke of, and that is Arthur Blank. Arthur Blank built Home Depot. He understands customer service. And you know what customer service is? I've got to get my customers excited about what I'm selling you. And he knew I've got to take a chance on Deshaun Watson. Now, the Browns came in and said, we're going to give him a hell of a lot more money. And we got out of the deal, and it didn't happen. But with the same thing that happened last year, Baldy, I have to believe Arthur Blank has to be thinking the same way. I've got to get my fan base energized, and I've got to get people interested in this team. I get we have pieces, but I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again today on my show. Name the stars on this Atlanta Falcon football team. I can go around the league and name multiple mega stars on every other team and go, if I went to anywhere in the city and said, hey, name a star on this particular team, I guarantee you football fans would be able to do that. We don't have that. So with that said, I just want to get that out there because yesterday was a blank show in Atlanta just because of the idea that a lot of people want to do this and a lot of people are so scared that, oh, we're going to be back in the same position we were in. This is a situation where you've got to go get a guy and you've got a chance to do it. Carl, I I don't know how many games I have done inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium or inside, uh, you know, the previous stadium a lot. I can't tell you. I might have seen that place juiced and full a half a dozen times in the 30 games I've done in those buildings. Totally agree. I mean, I've and I've seen it. I've seen the we've all seen the SEC championship game in there. That's how Sunday should look. Right. It never looks like that on Sunday ever. And I know Arthur Blank wants his stadium to look like it is in Philadelphia. He wants it to look like it is in Buffalo. He wants it to look like it is at Lambeau. That's what owners care about. Yes, Arthur cares about the money. The money comes when everybody shows up. And but he wants that pride that when he walk and you know Arthur always walks down the field before a game, usually is down there on the field at the end of a game. He loves that experience. You don't see that from a lot of owners. You see it from Arthur. He wants to walk into that stadium pregame and see this place filled. Not outside in the concourse, not you know in the in the sports bars in Atlanta. He wants to see him inside that building two hours before kickoff. And when Lamar walks out there on the field coming out of that tunnel, it would he be. Where's a cape? There's <laughs> he wears a cape. Like he they're all following. It's true. Valdi, let me ask you about this idea. As we stay with Lamar, we're going to talk about Daniel Jones. We'll get to Aaron Rodgers. Guys, we're following up from yesterday as all this news broke. And Baldy and I said, hey, a lot of things could change between today and tomorrow. So we wanted to come back and kind of fill in some blanks. Listen, collusion is hard to prove. All right. But I know a lot of owners who did not like what Haslam did with the the Sean Watson deal. Right. It's documented. But it's hard for for the for anybody to say that all of these owners are totally against giving the next guy, okay, that kind of money that's guaranteed. Well, let's just take Lamar out of the question. Okay. Are you not going to pay Joe Burrow that money? Yeah, exactly. Are yeah. you not? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Herbert, Lawrence, Hurts. These are the next guys. And my point is, if you're one of these people who say, well, Lamar is asking for too much, the market is always reset. And we're going to get to a point where if any position on the field is going to get the most guaranteed money, 
It's this position. And yeah. so for Lamar, I'm just looking at the numbers. Total value of Aaron Rodgers' contract. Now, it's shorter, but $150 million, he's getting 50 per year. Russell Williams, Williams uh, Wilson, total value, Baldy, $245, $49 million per. Kyler Murray's total value is $230. And you're telling me you don't want to give that to Lamar Jackson? And Murray is getting 46 per. Come on. Well, it's just it's just the price of doing business. And that's what superstars do. They, they're going to make that up tenfold if Lamar comes in there and that place is – and every single person in Atlanta is wearing a number eight jersey. You know, I mean, Kyle Pitts will give that number up. But, like, it's going to happen. It, 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 the, the benefits of having that player secured, once you get that position secured, you can figure out every other position. You know, like all these teams are cutting players and, you know, the non-superstars are the guys that have gotten old. Like they're all clearing the cap to, to figure out what else they can do. It's still up to the organization to, to continue to draft. Well, I mean, if you just say, okay, the compensation is this for Lamar. Because, you know, the money's going to be one thing. The compensation is going to be another thing. But if you just look at what the Rams have done, like first round picks, I'm going to get our stars. We're going to get Jalen Ramsey. We're going to lock up Aaron Donald. We're going to get Matt Stafford. We're going to put our our resources in our stars. Then it's up to us to go out and draft, you know, Nick Scott in the seventh round out of Penn State and make him our starting safety and go find third round picks to fill in our offense line. Rob Hagenstein at left tackle or right tackle, whatever it is. Like, that's what you have to, like, you still have to draft well. You might not have the first round picks, but you've got to strike gold. you got to find Bobby Wagner in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but it makes it a lot easier when that position is secured. Baldy, uh, let's talk about Daniel Jones. Four years, $160 million extension. Guys, it's in the huddle. Carl Dukes, along with Brian Baldinger. Subscribe, like the show, and more importantly, check out new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday as we move through the offseason. Fair deal, 82 guaranteed, $35 million in incentives. They didn't overpay, right? I don't think so. And the fact is, is I don't know what the market is for Daniel Jones out there if they just you know, dangle them out there. Like, I don't know the Jets, they need a quarterback and they can't get Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go after Daniel Jones. Like, I don't think so. So like, I don't know if they're only bidding against themselves, but the fact is Daniel Jones wants to be there. The organization has been good to him. The Mara family has been good to him. They stood by him when things weren't going real well, when they didn't offer him a fifth year, you know, in his rookie deal. Like, you know, they, they stood by him, and they finally found a coaching staff that knew how to use him and start to build the team the right way with what Joe Shane has done. So he wanted to be there. They wanted him. They made an offer somewhere in between about – and I think it's completely fair. But they had to get the quarterback done. They got to get that done. You know, the, the, the fallout is that Saquon doesn't get a guaranteed deal. He gets the franchise. And that's just the fact of playing running back in this league right now. Yeah. And so Saquon isn't going to be happy. Uh, but the fact is, is that they got their two star players locked up for next year. Yeah. And you keep talking about it. It's true. You got to get that position taken care of. You said it a few podcasts back. I know you've been talking about it. You got to get Daniel Jones squared away. It went down to the wire, but they did. And as far as I'm concerned, the Giants are in good shape. Now, how they continue to team build. You know, that's up to Joe Shane and how he's going to maneuver. But it gets back to what you just said, which is draft, draft, draft. you got to draft well. 
and replace some of those major pieces. All right, so as we talk quarterbacks, Lamar's situation we know. Daniel Jones gets his deal. The other guy that's out there that we continue to talk about, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers. Yesterday, Baldy, the news came down late in the afternoon that Woody is flying out to California. We're talking about the Jets owner, guys. And uh, he's meeting, apparently. You know, I don't know if it was a, a contingent of folks. I, I have no idea. But Woody Johnson makes his way out there. It sounds like if you're going to go through all of that effort, like this is probably going to happen, right? That Aaron's probably going to be a Jet. I'm assuming this. He's been so, you know, cryptic about everything, even coming out of the dark room. I, I don't know what to believe right now, but if the owner comes visit you, Baldy, what's it, what do you think from uh, about that? Well, I mean, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, it rarely happens. So Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, they're all on the plane. All right. They're laying out the groundwork. Okay. Two years, probably. Like, this is what we have to offer you. We have <clears throat> the rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson. We have Brees Hall, who might have been the rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt. True. We have Makai Becton coming back. We think he's in shape, Aaron. He could be your anchor at left tackle, but we're probably going to draft a tackle with 13th pick. Like, they're just laying it out there. There's Brees, you know, there's uh, Sauce playing defense that you can go up against and make better in practice. He wants to he wants to go up against Aaron Rodgers in practice guarding Garrett Wilson. Like, can you imagine the level of competition um, that we could provide every day to try and sharpen knives in practice every day? So I think they're they're laying that all out there. Nathaniel Hackett comes in. They have a great familiarity from their time in Green Bay. Uh, he Aaron Rodgers always sung the praises of Nathaniel Hackett, liked him, liked working with him, liked his personality. Like the, the interaction. I mean, I can't think that this can't go well at this point. And the fact is, is that, I mean, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers can't go back to Green Bay. And I don't know what Green Bay, and you, you say, well, how can they not want, how can Matt LaFleur not want this Hall of Fame quarterback for another year and they take another swing at the apple? Like, but at some point, the organization, just like they did with Brett Favre, they have to move on and build what the next quarterback and what the next offense is going to look like, whether it's with Aaron Rodgers this year or not, they have to find that guy. And they, I think they have seen what Aaron can do and what they have done. And they've come up short. They've come up short over the last three or four years with Matt LaFleur, even though it looked like they had everything going for him. It's come up short. And so let somebody else have to take a swing. You know, I, I said yesterday, like, uh, you know, it was ironic that 2008, you know, the New York Jets did this exact same thing with Brett Favre. Yeah. And here we are again. And, you know, it, it, it went well for a while until Brett's arm kind of fell off at age 40 uh, at the tail end of that season. But it went well for a long while. So, and I agree with you. Listen, these endings, they're, they're never they're never perfect, Right. I mean, right. I think back to Brady winning that last Super Bowl with the Patriots before he goes to Tampa Bay. And he could have walked off the field and he's still considered the GOAT. He didn't have to win another one, but he did. But, you know, he's still considered the GOAT. And, and, and the ending is just so rare. Ray Lewis winning with the Ravens, right? Rare. Um, Strahan. I mean, you could talk about all these guys, but it's hard. These endings are hard. And yeah. I do think the Packers. I mean, you go way back, you know, Carl. I mean, I know you can, but like, you know, it didn't end well for Johnny Unitas. No, it didn't end well for Joe Namath. 
you know, it, for so many guys, you know, John Elway. Okay. You know, I mean, rare. It's, it's very, very rare. And it, it's not a knock on the player. Um, it, it can be looked like that, but you know, Tom Brady proved himself when he went someplace else. I mean, he, he had a chance to walk out then, which I think, you know, probably in hindsight, that probably was the right thing to do two years ago, but Hey, these guys want to play. Yeah. They love the limelight. There's an ego involved, but you know, so some of this stuff is on the players too. You know, when, when's the right time, Carl? Like I never ever am one to say it's time to go. It just, I, it's not for me to say it's up to the player, but you know, we can kind of predict that some of these things aren't going to end well if they want to keep going on. Yeah, because the team at some point, and, and I was going to say, Baldy, you know, the Packers over the last few years with the way Aaron's played, their hand was forced, right? I mean, hell, you can't not re-sign the MVP. Yeah. So this year gives you a little bit different feel because he didn't win it. Um, and, you know, they, they didn't do anything that you expected them to do beyond the playoffs. So it's one of those deals where you go, okay, now might be the right time. And the sentiment is a little bit different from Packer fans. And I'll be honest, I think a lot of Packer fans are ready to move on to. I, I just do. I think that, the, the you know, for Packer fans, he's been great, but maybe it's time to turn the page. Uh, while we're talking about Brady, he did put out a tweet yesterday in regards to, uh, you know, his cat. He got his daughter a cat or something. And, you yeah. know, I'm basically he's he's saying I'm retired. You believe it? I believe there's one dance left. And it's with that Miami Dolphins who they don't have a first round pick for tampering. Uh, the owner has obviously been smitten by the possibility of Tom Brady coming there. Uh, you know, there's a house in Florida somewhere down there. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's a landing spot. A boat. There's a boat. I, I believe that there, uh, you know, and I, you look, I don't think Rich Eisen is just floating this stuff out to float this stuff out. Oh, me neither. Like, Rich is too smart. So I believe there can be, and Tom can put that tweet out there. It doesn't answer the, the you know, the, 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 the comments that Rich Eisen put out there and others sort of support it. I believe there could be one dance left. You know, these owners, they want to win. You know, there's nothing else that the, that owner of the Miami Dolphins hasn't accomplished. He doesn't, he's built so many skyscrapers in this world, Carl. He doesn't even know if they're all his or not. Like he can't <laughs> even locate them. You know, like he's, there's nothing. He's got the, his name on the business school at the university of Michigan. I mean, he's got, he's got his name everywhere except he doesn't have it on the Vincent Lombardi trophy. And, you know, with those receivers and that coach, mm. like you could still see one dance left, you know, if you want to call it, you know, the last dance. If you want to do that, there could be one more conversation to be had. If he does do that, how are they not the favorites in the East? I mean, well, seriously, not how? How? I don't know. Like it, it feels very similar to him going to Tampa yeah. with the receivers that are there, with the coach that is there, with the style of play, with that weather. Like it feels like it could be Tampa all over again. We know defensively they have been loading up. This Jalen Phillips ready to explode this year. This kid can really play. You know Bradley Chubb and you know Javon Holland. You just look at what they have on defense, and you go, you put Brady in there with those receivers and whatever they might add to the draft. I mean, let's go. Let's let, you know, let's, let's suit it up one more time. Let's strap it up. Brian, I'm not, like I'm, all I'm doing is just reacting. Oh, that's all we're doing. Out yeah. there, and I'm reacting to the, 
the tweet by Tom Brady, because to me, it's just a cute, fun tweet. It doesn't say anything like I'm not, I'm, I'm retired, that I'm never coming back. It doesn't say any of that. Yeah. I and, and, and by the way, whether this deal is still on the table at Fox or not, he's already said, I'm not ready to do it this year. Taking like it year. almost seems like I'm leaving the window open, Carl, just <laughs> yeah. in case. Yeah. The Dolphins. And I think there's just one team. I think there's just one team. It, you know, mate, I just think there's one team, and we all know the interest by that owner, okay, uh, in Tom Brady. Yeah. I, I responded to that tweet. I said, oh, he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah, good because, answer. well, it, it's always funny to me, Baldy, because these guys are like, oh, I don't hear what these people are saying. Yeah. And it, you know, <laughs> right. but he's he's listening. He knows what's going on. Yeah. All right, Baldy, I want to pick your brain before we got out of here. Um, just one combine thing we didn't mention the other day. Um you know, I'm a Texas guy. So for me, watching B. John Robinson tear up the combine was impressive. Um, I don't know how many folks around the country got a chance to watch him. He is incredible. And I just, you know, I don't want to overstate this, but when you start talking about potentially the sixth or seventh best prospect, period, forget position in this draft, I have to believe that teams are going to look at him and say, okay, we can't let this guy get get out of top 15. There's no way. Now, it's all need-based. We know GMs are going to be looking at this. It is a running back. Last time this happened was Saquon Barkley, where he went early in the draft. But this kid has that kind of ability. And I just want to get your thoughts on, on Robinson. Because we were talking about surprise guys and defensive and offensive linemen the other day. As a running back, he's pretty impressive because you can use him all over the field. Well, I think there's a big drop-off. I mean, you look, Jameer Gibbs is a great player. They're, they're, it's a deep draft for running backs, but there's only one Bijan. And I think, like, you're going to have him for five years, five years to build your offense and put a star in place. Like, to me, like, what they're building in Detroit, like, mm. I think it's, like, the like, if you put him in Detroit with the sixth pick, now I know there's all kinds of other needs that you could fill, but – that offense coordinator is very creative. The coach wants to run the ball. Like, he's a star that they don't have in Detroit. There was a guy named Barry that did it for 10 straight years. I'm not comparing him to Barry or anything. Sure. But, you know, this is a special player. I, I, So, you know, Sunday the running backs ran, and I was working in L.A. with LaDainian Tomlinson. And LaDainian is very – he's not critical or hard of running backs. But, you know, when he starts – saying this guy is a lot like me. Mm. Like, you know, when he's he's not like Ladanian is a special person. Yeah. A special player. But you know, there's only certain running backs that you put in the top of the first half of the first round. And they don't come down, they don't come around very often. But I believe this B. John Robinson, especially the way they tested, like we we're waiting to see what the number was. In fact, I said to LT, what do you think he's going to run, LT? I said, is he in the four threes? He goes, he'll run a four four six. And he ran a four four seven, but the official time was four four six. He nailed right, it perfect. Right, home run hitter, great receiver, great. Um, he just major production. He's special, and and I think teams have to look at him like a special piece. Um, I mean, if he was there at number ten in Philadelphia, I know the Eagles don't uh, they don't draft running backs in the first round. How he doesn't do that, but you put him in an offense with Jalen and with AJ, with, like you look at what they have, Smitty. Like that could be uh, an offense that could be unstoppable. Yeah. 
And, you know, listen, it's an offensive league, right? I mean, this is all about scoring points. And we saw the Super Bowl and how entertaining it was. But you got to be able to score points. And I think, Baldy, you know, you can still have a great defense. But you're not stopping teams, right? As good as the defense was with Philly. You're not stopping Kansas City. I think the pressure comes when I put up 14 or 21 on you. And now you've got to do some different things than take you out of your game plan. I think that's the pressure we're in with the NFL. Not that you can't have a great defense. Again, I, I want sacks. I want all those things. But, you know, I look at these teams, like even Kansas City, they come out and they go, whoop, 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 three touchdowns, and all of a sudden now you're going, holy crap, we got to get back in the game, and you're completely out of your game plan. And now they dictate the terms because their offense is so good. Well, what happened? Well, yeah, totally, Carl, and I'm with you. And uh, I know defense wins championships, all that stuff. The fact is, is that, you get to these championship-level games, Kansas City, Buffalo two years ago. Like, who's got the ball last? Can you make – like, it's, it's about making stops now. Like, these teams are so good. These quarterbacks <laughs> are so good. The rules are so stacked, you know, that they're not making calls. They're not calling holding calls. You're not second and 20. Like, this is not happening. And so it's almost like the Eagles found out in the second half. They couldn't stop the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, and if they had the ball four more times, they're going to mm-hmm. score four more times. That's just the way these the, the league is built. And so can you match scores right now? And that's what, kind of what it comes down to right now. I tell you, this offseason has already started. It's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about it with you guys. Free agency, as we said, literally a week or so away. Um, and how that changes out. The, league, the, the official league year starts next Wednesday, Carl. Uh, I'll be in Los Angeles covering it for the NFL Network. But Honestly, it has already started. Started with Derek Carr, it's right. moving to New Orleans. It's it, it's already off and running, and uh, the combine was a good you know a good leap to what we saw and what we're going to see over and talk about over the next six weeks. Yeah, and, and guys, once we get to the draft, as we say, we kind of reevaluate what we think about teams. This is how we work, right? And we go, all right, this is where they were. This is now their new pieces, components, quarterback, etc. Now I have to recalibrate, and we'll do that. But we need to see how these teams maneuver. The, now the pressure, Baldy, is on these GMs, right? Pressure's on the GMs now to get the job done and their front offices to make these teams better. Can't wait to see how Build it your team. Up. Build your team right now. You know, yeah. fix fix what's not right. Become more explosive. Uh, if Lamar is out there, pick up the phone and call. Like, I'm sure everybody has his number. But <laughs> pick up the phone and call Lamar. Like, don't regret it. Don't look back. Like, th- these guys don't happen very often in this business. Real quick, uh, I know you're studying, guys. You were talking about the young man from Pittsburgh. Can you fill in our audience just briefly? I know you're you're doing your deep dives into players as we get closer here over the next few weeks as we uh, get ready for the draft. You were talking about uh, Kalijah? Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt. Um, it's scary, Carl. And, and nobody wants to compare somebody to a Hall of Fame player, you know, when they're in college. But this Kalijah Kansi, like I'm nine years ago, I was sitting here watching Aaron Donald mm. going, I know he can look too small. I know it looked like he can get washed up sometimes, but there was something special about him nine years ago. And the car, you know, the St. Louis Rams drafted him and they've never looked back. And he's been the best defensive player in this league over the last eight years. When I watched Kalijah, like, first of all, the measurables are identical. Six, one, 281, 284, right in there. 40 yard dash, 467, 467, 10 yard dash, 164. 
Like all this stuff, it's identical. Now, Aaron Donald's arms are an inch or so longer. Um, maybe that's a maybe that's a, a sticking point for some. Like I feel like I'm watching the same player. I'm watching, and, and it just so happens that he trains with Aaron Donald. And so you see the variety of moves to beat somebody. You see the short area quickness. You see the explosion off the ball. Like it's all there. And you can't help but think, is this, can this be the next Aaron Donald? Mm. Because I know he's at pit, but the, the measurables are identical. The the production, like I don't know. Like, you know, maybe maybe he's just Ed Oliver and he's just a guy, you know, but maybe it's Aaron Donald. I don't know. Like I don't I don't know that yet because we got to see him at the next level. But man, is he fun to watch? Yeah, it's that's he's a very interesting player, guys, to keep an eye on as we move forward. Baldy, always great, man. Thanks, uh, en- enjoy the day, guys. Subscribe in the huddle. Like us, tell your friends. Uh, we'll keep you updated as we move through the offseason. But we wanted to come back literally a day after Franchise Tag Day and fill in all the blanks and kind of talk about some of the stuff that happened because yesterday it was kind of up in the air. Now we know all these guys and their circumstances when it comes to the franchise tag. Baldy, have a great day. You guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.